Okay, Psalm 19. This is for the third time of asking, so some of us might be reading it lots. We've had it last two Sundays. We'll have it again tonight. Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard, but their voice goes through all the earth, and their words to the ends of the earth. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. But as we read Psalm 19, here's a question. Uh, how do you make decisions? How do you decide? Different things might help you. Is it majority opinion? That is, everybody thinks one way, I will think the same way. That is why political correctness is so strong, because we don't want to disagree with the crowd. The majority can influence us how we decide. Or is it culture? There are some groups that don't care what the majority think. They will be different to everybody else because they're in a culture that puts them into a deep groove. That means they want to be like their culture, not like everyone. 
So many immigrant groups in our country, they have strong cultural habits. And whatever the majority think, that is how they will carry on living and deciding. Different people decide different ways. How do you make decisions? And I want to say today, if you're one of God's people, this Bible is God's authority. It is good authority. It is the only authority. First thing I want to say, the Bible is God's authority. I'm hoping if you glance from verse 7 to 13, that uh, you'll see that uh, David, if he wants to make a wise decision in verse 7, he will go here to the law of the Lord, which is perfect. And the testimony of the Lord will make wise the simple. If he wants to make a good moral decision in verse 9, the fear of the Lord is clean. And so therefore, nothing influences him more. This is where he always comes. And that is true of uh, Ruthie. Do you want to come sit next to your mum? Debbie, could you sit next to um, uh, Rona? Um, and And that was true of how uh, Jesus uh, was. And uh, he was uh, David's uh, great, great descendant. And this is where he went all the time. The only flashback we have of Jesus is when he was uh, a child, aged 12. This is Luke chapter 2. Uh, chapter 2, and uh, Jesus, when he was 12, went and sat with people who taught him the Bible. He didn't have a straight hotline to God, although he was God. He didn't have those shortcuts. If he was going to be a man under God's authority, he was going to live with the Bible. That's where he would go. And that is how Jesus settled everything. In his life, in Luke chapter 4, when the devil came and tempted him, he said, if I want to settle anything, I will go and look at the Bible. The devil says, I will offer you attractive temptation. Jesus says, Let's settle this from Scripture. I have a bigger promise here. When they asked him in his life later whether it was right for a person to get married, divorced, married again, Jesus said, let's settle this from the Bible. In the beginning, that was not how it was. In the beginning, a man left his father and his mother and was joined to his wife, and they became one flesh forever. 
that settles it for him. If we were to ask him today questions about same-sex marriage, he would, I think, settle it with exactly that same answer. He would say, in the beginning, it was not like this. A man would leave his wife, uh, leave his father and mother, get married to his wife, and they would become one flesh forever. Friends, a lot of people claim that there are religious teachers and they have authority of us. Muhammad, uh, he is a prophet. He wrote his own book, the Quran. And yet Jesus, who was God, he didn't write his own book. He lived under the Bible himself. Jesus lived this way, which is the best way you and I should live. We can say, let's settle it here. This is how decisions are made. So, see this book as God's authority. Second, see it as God's good authority and only authority. David said, this is better than honey or money in Psalm 19. He says, this is good. I want to say, it is good to have someone with authority outside ourselves helping us, just like with the cookbook. It is good to have someone outside with authority helping us. Now, we do not think that way. We think authority, huh, that's a bad word. I don't want to be under authority. I will, I will make up my own mind what I will put into the cake, what I will put into my life. Uh, we like to say, I will do it my way. There was a song singer called uh, uh, Frank Sinatra who said, uh, I did it my way. It's his song. It became a philosophy. I did it my way. In Iran, do they hear those songs? Frank Sinatra, yes? No? Not the same for us. <laughs> 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 they still won't know it. Um, yeah, uh, I did it my way. Uh, regrets, I've had a few. I, I lived the way I wanted to live. But Frank Sinatra... He got married, he got divorced. He got married, he got divorced. Um, he got married, he got divorced. He got married four times. Um, he had to dress up in expensive clothes because that was the only way he could feel important. His friends went away because he was too close to the mafia. He was not a happy man. My way is normally cry way. It is not a good way. But God's authority is better than my authority. It gives me freedom. It is better. So, when we have traffic lights, it is someone with outside authority. Outside authority. And then driving works 
If you didn't have those traffic lights, chaos, collision, bang. But outside authority means order, progress. When we got married, I bought uh, a stunt kite. And you could do this and it would go flying around. You could make it go upside down, loop. It was very good. And a friend of mine came. Why would you buy a toy? Hmm? Why would you buy a toy? I forget you Because Debbie was that day, when she was cooking, she didn't want me in the way. So she would send me out to go and fly my kite. If you want to know, that's the reason why. <laughs> and this time, we asked a friend to come round for dinner. And on that occasion, she said, I want both of you out of the way. So I went with my kite. And we're flying the kite. And my friend said, for that kite to fly, it needs two things. One, it needs a person with skill to make it fly. But the other, it needs two strings to take the skill to the kite. Okay? If you cut the strings, you won't give the kite freedom. The kite will crash. And it is like that with God's authority as well. And uh, whenever you see uh, people uh, who have tried to live under their authority rather than God's authority, where they've seen freedom in their own wisdom rather than God's wisdom, you will have a crashed life. And... There is no freedom. But also it is good for us to see that the church, the church can stop people taking the Bible seriously as God's authority. It can do that by making up the rules. It can do that by tearing up the rules. The making up of the rules, you can have one book and then more rules make it longer longer book so that uh, the bible does not say anything about fasting in lent it does not say anything about you know no contraception but people put these extra rules on and they add to the bible and in that way they have changed the Bible. Or, and, and in, the, in, the, in, in the church, the Roman Catholic Church and the Pentecostal Church can add rules. The pastor in a Pentecostal church can make up rules that everybody has to follow. So they stretch the Bible. Other places... They cut the Bible. If there are things in the Bible I do not like, then I do not need to listen. I will only take the bits I like. And they shorten the Bible. The Church of England, I'm afraid, does that. In many parts where 
the Bible is very clear, the Church of England says, no, it does not matter anymore. That's old-fashioned. That's the old way. And the Bible is put aside. But we want to say the Bible is God's only authority. And we want to see how anyone can read the Bible and understand. You can read the Bible and you can understand. It is all you have, all you need. So, you do not need uh, the Pope, the tradition, saying, this is what you must believe. I asked a man uh, who, um, about the Pope, he likes the Pope. I asked a man, why is it that your pastor will not get married? Peter, apostle, he got married. Your pastor doesn't get married. Why? He said, I will have to go and ask my priest. He won't ask the Bible. Had to go and ask the priest. Why? I said, why, why do you pray to Mary? Miriam. Why do, you, why do you go and pray to Miriam? Mary. And he said, well, it is good. But the Bible does not say, pray to Mary. And when you pray to Mary, that is one prayer less to Jesus. Uh, but they say the Bible is not enough. You need to try Mary as well. Another thing that uh, people say is you can understand the Bible, but you must also have, as well as the church telling you, you must also have your reason telling you what to believe. So miracles, Jesus walking on water, that is, people do not do that, that does not happen, do not believe it. It is not reasonable to believe it. When I was in school at uh, Abigail's age, the person teaching me said Jesus was on a piece of wood. They thought he was walking on water. They couldn't see the wood. Made Jesus the first surfboarder on the Sea of Galilee. He must have been good to do it on a storm. But they say, don't believe the miracles. Use your reason. That means... Anything you don't want to believe that is not reasonable for you, you can put it away. And when you say, I put the Bible as my authority and reason as my authority, you are actually saying, Bible goes reason. It tells you what to believe. And then thirdly, people believe in emotion as the big authority. So it depends on how you feel. If you feel strongly about something, God is telling you, go and do it. When I have spoken to people who have got divorced and then married again, 
it is usually because they have strong feelings saying, I must. And what the Bible says about divorce and remarriage is not what they listen to. They listen to the feelings. Okay. So what do we uh, learn about that um, when we come to see lessons tonight? If you want to learn from the Bible, I'll tell you what to remember. Remember Beckentry Station. Has everyone been here to Beckentry Station? Okay. Beckentry Station will help you to understand the Bible for this reason. What do you have to do when you go to Beckentry Station? You have to climb down the stairs. You have to go down. And you have to go down before you can then catch the train. That will take you where you want to go. Okay? So, if we are going to understand the Bible, we have got to be people who climb down. And then the Bible will stay up. And if you are someone who is new to Christianity, new to church, we have got to climb down from thinking we can be our own authority. We have to climb down from that. Then we will be able to climb into the Bible train and we will be able to go to understand more about God and enjoy what it is life to be carried along with his life in his word. What happens if you are a church? It is important to climb down and see that the Bible is the only authority. So many churches you will hear people say things, but they do not spend much time talking and teaching the Bible. It is important that we only go to churches where the Bible is explained, not just read, carefully explained. Because so many churches exist, and we might have gone to them, where it isn't what happens. But thirdly, if you are a believer and you want to live with the Bible, just live with one question. How does the Bible settle this? How does the Bible help me to think about this matter? Always have only that one question in your mind. And that will lead to the good decisions. That will lead to us living a life where what God says is our authority. What God says is our good authority. What God says is our only authority. So learn how to keep this book in your heart, in your mind. Read it like we said at the start. 
just half a chapter a day, maybe starting with the life of Jesus. And then, like we saw last week, see how he is big, how we are small. Half an hour, big, small. And then, as we do that, we will be climbing down the stairs, humbling ourselves, and getting into Bible lines that will go somewhere. And let's pray that God will help us to do that. Then we'll have some questions. Let me pray first. Father, we thank you that you speak for anyone to understand. And we pray that we might be people who understand how to live under your authority, to love it, and to stay with the Bible without going anywhere else. In the name of Jesus, help us to do this, we pray. Amen.